Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. What is going on? Um, if I sound like I'm a little bit uh, more, uh, how you say, not jet lagged, it's because it's true. I've finally gotten over the hump. I mean, I woke up today at 5 a.m. Uh, to do this podcast, you know, that would happen hours and hours, hours later. But I am now on the United States time zone and uh, somewhere on the East Coast, somewhere in a hotel room. Look, they put us up here um, and we start the Big Rock Show tour with Alice Cooper tonight in Connecticut. Where are we at? I think we're at Turning Stone or where, where the hell am I in the, in, the, in the chat right there? Can you please tell me where I'm at right now? Um, I know that we are. Well, there it is. Vic just put up all the tour dates that are happening right now. And as far as I can see, we're in Manchukit. Connecticut. Okay, there you go. We're at Foxwoods Casino. Of course we are. We're at Foxwoods. And you know what? If you are in your car right now or listening to us on any of those audio broadcasts, we want you in on the actual live chat, which is our YouTube official channel, Ryan Roxy. Ryan Roxy official at YouTube. We have a subscribe button that's right there. Uh, make your way on over to YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if this is your first time because you want to uh, see our guests in living color, see all the pictures um, that our producer Vic Chalfont puts up and, uh, you know, be part of the show because you can chat in the entire time. Thank you, everybody that's in the live chat. So a lot of things are happening this week. Um, we kicked off the all excess pass um, to go along with this first leg of the tour of the Alice Cooper tour. There's the all excess pass. Um, if you are part of that right now, go check the stories on all excess because there's something I invited a couple people backstage just to watch the show, watch this special, special uh, episode that we have today because Entrenched Podcast was built for guests like today. You know the ones I'm talking about, the ones that grind it out, the ones that, you know, I call them survivors, just like myself. So let's hear the stories of one such survivor that has made a name for himself being quoted a replacement rock star. We're going to find out what that is all about. In such bands as Rock's Gang, LA Guns, and many more. And I don't know, he's maybe clearing his throat because he's going to talk a lot apparently today. Ew. Please welcome into the trenches, guitarist, author, published chef, uh, and survivor, of course, Stacy David Blades. Hello, Stacy. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Get, there you go. <laughs> That's the one thing we didn't sound check, huh, Vic? We didn't sound check the split screen. I love it. You know, before the show, our, our producer was like, I, this, this is gonna, yeah, we got it all sorted out. He sa his audio sounds good. His video sounds good. He's got platinum records behind him. It's going to look great. Yeah, but uh, here we are. Yeah. I love it, man. You have a nice trophy room. Where are you at right now? Are you in uh, LV? Uh, I'm uh, in Las Vegas at uh, my beautiful home inside Rhodes Ranch uh, Golf Course. Golf. Wow. Uh, I, Sounds I, gated community. That sound that screams gated community. What was it? Rhodes Ranch? Yes. You know what's cool, Ryan? They're, they they have one thing that was appealed to me because I've lived for so long is they have this Rhodes Ranch Hollywood sign on this like little hill as you come into the gates it's like part of the golf course uh and I was like that's so cool like I want to live there um 
So, uh, yeah, I feel very blessed. Uh, I love my place. And um, we actually have our own bar restaurant inside the gates. So that's well, pretty See, cool. that is very, very cool. So it is almost like living up on Beachwood Canyon. You have your own sign up there as well. Um, but you've been a Las Vegas um what would you call it? A Las Vegas, not a refugee, but you, you, you've a, a, a pilgrim, a transplant, a, 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 transplant, a pioneer. <laughs> you, you, you made it over the, the way the Donner Party went to California. You went to LV pretty early on. How long have you been living in Vegas? Uh, let's see. Um, moved in June of 2013. So most of California has come over here now in the last two years. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, this will be nine years of summer. It's hard to believe. <laughs> so you're basically living with, in Hollywood, but a little bit like the surface of the sun. See, I just kept going east. I, in fact, I just didn't stop until I hit the North Pole. I went northeast all the way to Stockholm, right. Sweden. But yes. I'm not in... Uh, a great city, by def- the way. It is really nice. You've been there yeah. and visited and playing there with a few of your bands? I've or? played there, uh, one, two, three, I think about four or five times. But I love Sweden. Just awesome people and always loved going over to tour and Stockholm's beautiful city amongst other places but I had some of the best times of my life there. I love it well we're going to talk about a lot of those times right now Stacy David Blades um right out of the gate um that was one thing that I was uh sort of practicing before the show because I know I've just called you Stacy Blades for yes. for a very long time but um yeah. you've put you've added this uh, middle name David or has it always been there and uh oh, why the David now it's always been there. Um, you know, uh, Ryan, I just spent the last kind of four or five years trying to kind of rebrand myself and new music direction and um, kind of new look and just just a very different vibe than what I've done in the past. And, um, <clears throat> you know, David's my first given name. Uh, so I'm like, had a nice ring to it. So uh, I decided to throw it in there. And, All right. I, I just thought you didn't want to sound like a porn star. That's right. <laughs> you were tired that of getting crossed con- my mind too. <laughs> you, you were getting confused with the see. I, I've just I've leaned it in. If anything, I've leaned more into Roxy, and, and so I have people just call me Roxy now. So right. I, I right. do have that slipper uh, stripper slash you know uh, exotic dancer type name. But Stacy Blades, I could yeah. definitely see renting a video or a DVD or a. Actually, we don't even do that anymore, do we? We just. Just download yeah. files. Yeah, yeah. We, hopefully, we don't download files. Hell, yeah. scream! It was funny because Blades was my nickname as a kid. Like for some reason, I you know used to refuse. I refused to use scissors in um, grade school for some bizarre reason, and uh, okay, it started calling me Blades. Like the teacher okay. called my mother, said he won't use the scissors. Maybe I just knew I was just like my hands are in my life. He's too busy eating paste. Were you a paste eater? No, but I used. To, this is so okay. We're going down. You know what? Here's what we do before we do that. We go back to get forward because we have animation for that. Because this is what we do. Go back to get forward. <laughs> We're going way, way back to the pace-eating days of Stacy David Blades here on In the Trends podcast right now. Um, he's a Canadian. Look at him. A very right. nice Canadian yeah. man. I love Sorry it. Sorry about man. that, eh? 
<laughs> from the uh, great city of Calgary, which we are going to be heading. Uh, the, look at that. Vic even put a nice little plug in. Well, I, see, I grew up, Vic, you got to put Toronto because uh, I was born in Calgary, but I grew up in Toronto. Uh, see, way to go, Vic. You got the wrong Canadian city. Come on, get yeah. on it. We're, we're going to be playing both those cities on this Alice Cooper tour coming up oh, in this awesome. next month. So, yeah. and act, in fact, we, we kick off the Alice Cooper tour tonight here in Connecticut at the old good Foxwood studio uh, casino. And then we go, uh, you know, up and around the East coast. And then we're going back and forth from Canada to Northern uh, United States. But I saw that we are hitting both Toronto and Calgary. Awesome. So awesome. We're in, tell us when you first got uh, induced to uh, eating paste and uh, Todd Kearns. Probably. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he was the face eater, wasn't he? And Brent Fitz, too. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember in kindergarten, there was this, you know, there was this girl. And for some reason, I just used to put paste on, like, her, like, eyebrows and stuff. And I don't know why. Uh, and she just sat there and took it. <laughs> and I was you, like, what? This poor girl. I used to torture and I would just paste her like eyebrows and like around her eyes and stuff like that with the popsicle stick. And it was just, like really bizarre. But, you were early, you were so early on waxing. You yeah. would you that, that's basically it's like waxing yeah, for, 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 for toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you weren't eating the face, you were just torturing women uh -huh. with it. That's, or, or, or not even, yeah. All right. They yeah. were your peers. They were girls, but they were your peers at that point. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you something a little bit more serious with the differences, because you have lived now in the States for a good number of years, but I you see. did uh, grow up in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, do Canadians and Americans listen to the same music in, in a sense? And, and how does the music scene in Canada differ from that of the United States? It, it's kind of a fine line, right? Because it's like you grew up on a lot of, you know, Canadian artists, especially me, I was a kid in the 70s, a teenager in the 80s. So, you know, you are exposed to, of course, a lot of, you know, English and American music, you know, Stones, Van Halen, but then there was, you know, Zeppelin and, and uh, uh, all that great stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I was listening to Triumph and April Wine and Rush. Oh, April Wine is perfect, man. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, uh, high roller, wasn't it? Roller that yeah, was a, that roller, was a really yeah. good song, and then so many good songs of April Wine. They're one of oh, those yeah. bands where I, I figure, why don't I see them out on you know side by side with Night Ranger and and of course you know all, all the bands, us, Alice Cooper yeah. and and Pat Benatar and all these. I'm, I mean, I think April Wine is one of those really best kept secrets of Canada, but I do have a, a few. Canadian guilty pleasures and I will tell you them right now and you can tell me if you agree um, sure. the sort of one of the best albums I ever thought the best two albums that came out uh, were from Loverboy Get Lucky and yes. uh, of course the first one The Kid Is Hot Tonight and yeah. um such good uh, Mike Reno amazing oh, yeah. voice so so yeah. Loverboy was writers. one of my one of my guilty pleasures. And the other one was a more indie-ish band uh, called Sloan. You familiar? Sloan, no. Sloan. Oh, dude. Yeah, Sloan, you got to get into it. Dude, you like, if, you, if you're if you into like Oasis-y type indie, yeah. Yeah, um, again, good beatle pop and stuff. Uh -huh. it's, 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 it's very, very cool. 
and kind yeah. of that has that sort of indie edge with it as well. So Sloan's one of those guilty pleasures that I have. I'm not even a guilty pleasure. I'm very proud to admit it. Uh, Loverboy, on the other hand, there was a time when you, it was kind of like Winger. You couldn't say that Loverboy was your favorite band. Even there was a time where you couldn't say Sticks was a, your favorite band because people would, you know, they'd yeah. say, no, it's good. Yeah, well, well, you know, I mean, who yeah, was you, I who, did you have any bands like that? Well, did, did, it, you know, Canada was very safe. It was very, you know, uh, kind of pop rock, even like the metal bands or the hard rock bands, like most of them had keyboards. And, you know. oh, so, the, Glass Tiger. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. Um, you know, even like I always loved Helix because it was like that was like our one true hard rock kind of borderline metal band that was a two guitar player band from Canada that had did well in the States. But, you know, most of the stuff that was, that had gotten signed past 85 or six in Canada, it really didn't get pushed in the States. And I kind of looked at it. It's like, you know, if I'm going to have a music career, I've got to somehow figure out how to make it in America. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, uh, join an American band that was on Virgin Records, and you know that's what how. What band I was that? Uh, that was a uh, Rocks Gang, and um, huh. that was uh, early '90s. Uh, I left Toronto and I joined that band. I was in that band for eight years, but that's kind of where I got my start. I had Dude. a mountain of bands I played. Yes, yes. Um, and, the circuit and I, and I, am I familiar and am, am I correct in in saying that Rocks Gang came from Florida? Yes. So I moved from originally Toronto, from Florida. Yes, to Clearwater, Florida, and that was a culture shock. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, I'm not in Kansas anymore, man!" You know. <laughs> Look at that! Where oh wow! Did you, where did you get that? <laughs> okay, you know what? Just I, I'm letting you know right now that Vic is an, is an amazing producer, but he sort of borderlines on being a stalker. You know, and, and, and you can see I if you go impressed. back to that picture. If you go back to that picture, you can see that it's like a cut uh, ID. So that means you tried to destroy the ID, yes. but he, but Vic sort of like salvaged it in some sort of garbage can somewhere, and he put the pieces back together so that he could bring it to all of you in the live chat right now. And oh that's my. not dedication. Wow! Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I have the the cool uh, Keith Richards bone earring in that. Picture. I was going to say, what kind of bone is that? Is that like what kind of bone? The bone to pick. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm loving the hat right now, dude. That's yeah, is that I, like that's a nice one. Do you have any sort of hat company that you're officially endorsing these days? No, my singer uh, Pete. Um, he's uh, he's just got this knack. He has an amazing um, clothing company uh, called Home Apparel, and uh, he just has a knack for finding just the coolest shit. And um, he, uh, yeah, he got me this half for my birthday. So, so. I love it. Well, there you go. So, yeah. it, lo it looks, it, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the shirt too. Cause love you it. Got me this too. You got me this too. Dude. That guy's got style, man. There's no Guys, doubt. Man. Love and Rockets is one of those uh, one of those bands again, sort of flying under the radar, but uh, the, like the ultra in hip and cool, and um, you know, always love them. Yeah, UK based Love and Rockets. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they were in English. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, here we go. We're talking about Canada yeah. and uh, how now the band that you had together. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, before you joined up in Rock's gang, um, I want to call it Sca- no Frady Cat. See, yeah. Vic, Frady Cat, not Scaredy yeah. Cat, like you thought it was, Vic. I'm telling you, it's Frady Cat. Was, was that one of the first rock bands that you had together? That was, uh, I think it was, you know, I started at a very young age, around, I think I was playing bars at like 18 years of age. So uh, I had a band before that um, that was playing the clubs. It was really good, but we were so young, you know, it just kind of fell apart, but it was a really good band. And then um, I put that together uh, with this um singer named Mick, the, the blonde guy in that, who had just moved from Halifax to Toronto. And uh, he had a really cool style. And, he, um, and then there was a couple other guys in the band uh, that I knew already from different bands. So um, that had a fighting chance. It was very LA Guns type of uh, love-hate kind of band. Um, and that was the thing going back to, to Canada it was always very safe. Like they, they probably never would have signed a band like us because it was too like dangerous rock. Like it wasn't safe. You know what I mean? So, um, but the consistency is, I, I feel that we were looking at the same album covers yeah. uh, as, as we were sort of cutting our teeth, whether it was in the clubs or, go, you know, I went down to Los Angeles at a very yeah. early age, but we were all, whether it was GNR, LA Guns, uh, Frady Cat, uh, yeah. Candy, Electric Angels, we were all looking at Hanoi Rocks album covers. We were kind of all looking yes, at- Yes, I did play. Sorry, I'm commenting on the thing, not to interrupt, but yes, I played the Elma Combo many times. And what is the legendary Elma Combo in Toronto? What is that? So uh, that was a club that uh, got established, I believe, early, early 70s. I mean, the Stones played at El Macomo. Stevie Ray Vaughan played at El Macomo. It was a a two-level club. He had a a venue upstairs and downstairs. And it was uh, pretty much very close to downtown Toronto. Uh, It was on Spadina in Queen Street. And uh, I want to say that Alice Cooper played there as well. Was that the club that the Rolling Stones started one of their tours at, at like sort of in an unannounced? Yes. Yeah. 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 Really. Alice badass. Cooper played there as well. It was a cool yeah. place. And of, and of course you played the golden horseshoe or wasn't it called, or just the horseshoe, something like that. Right. The horseshoe tavern never played there. Um, played at rock and roll heaven, which was a fantastic place. It was like one of the best venues in the country and North America. Um, <laughs> there was another place called the Gasworks, which Mike Myers used in um, Wayne's World. Mike Myers being Canadian himself. Yes, and that was, a, that was a great venue too. So <clears throat> of course, all of those places are gone, uh, but the Alma Combo just reopened up. I like it. Well, yeah. here's the deal. I mean, we are giving so much shout out, so much credit to uh, Canadian rock clubs. Also, Peter Ross right now giving credit to the Love and Rockets album Express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, highly recommended. Peter right Sonnen. now, I'm giving some credit to Mark Edgar that actually is sitting backstage. I see him right there because he's an all a Roxy All Excess Pass member that I just put out to uh, invite backstage. But you know what? I'm going to say, don't come, come, come on stage and say hello real quick, Mark, just so people will know that anybody with a Roxy All Excess Pass can come up and say hello real quick. Come on, Vic, put him up. There he is, Mark. <laughs> Mark, Mark hey. meet Stacy. Stacy meet Mark. 
Hey, Mark. Nice hey. to meet you. How are you? Cheers. Great. How's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks. Are you in a gondola going skiing, or where are you at no. right now? <laughs> I am in a uh, I am in a Freightliner truck right now. <laughs> oh man, I, mean, I thought you thought you were in a Wonka Vader or something like that. But uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for taking the time out, Mark, and uh, thanks for for, for uh, joining and supporting the Roxy All Access Pass. We'll see you somewhere out on the road to uh, this uh, tour with Alice. Are we going to see it? Greek Theater. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey man, do you know? <laughs> Do you have you seen LA Guns before with Stacy in it, or have you seen any of the uh, a few a few of the bands that that uh, Stacy uh, played in? The, the first time I seen was 2014, so I think I was a little late for uh, to catch you. Yeah, but uh, but, but yeah, I've, I've definitely I've definitely liked the uh, like the Hollywood uh, sim, uh, the last album you did with them was um, the Hollywood Forever. Hollywood Forever, yeah, that one right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I love some it. great stuff. Yeah. Yes, it was. Good. Well, before Mark takes my job, I, I just want to come up and say, you know, thanks for coming back. Stay backstage. You watch the rest of the show, but I'm uh, Tra uh, Stacy and I, Tracy and I, Stacy, David, David, Blades and I are going to be uh, having an interview. And of course, uh, thanks for coming backstage. I see that I see that uh, there's a few all access people down back there. This is the first time we've tried it now. So folks, we'll we'll do more in the future. But um, we're sitting here talking rock and roll. We're sitting here talking bands. And of course, we're sitting here talking with Stacey David Blades. Um, let's go on and talk a, a little bit more about um, some of the newer bands that you've uh, joined before we get into the old LA Guns saga. And I don't know sure. if it is a saga or not, but yeah. uh, some, of the, some of the newer bands that you have, have joined and put together, um, super cool. Yeah, so I, you know, when I left Rock's Gang, um, I uh, got, you know, I was living in Florida. I, I knew I was moving to LA, so I put an ad in the recycler. The recycler was still. <laughs> recycler still exists, right? I love it. Um, so, you know, I wanted to do something like Backyard Babies, kind of New York Dolls, um, and, uh, you know, that kind of rock was happening at that time. It was like, 2000. Okay. Um, so uh, Eric Stacy was the original bass player in Faster Pussycat. He actually called the ad. And uh, so that's how that band happened. Um, and Vic Fox was in that band too. And then we have this young singer, guitar player. It, it didn't last long. It was, it was very dysfunctional, but we did go to Japan for five shows, uh, which was pretty cool. And then we played a few shows around LA, but that, that band didn't last long, maybe eight months. So. It, so it, it, it sounded super cool, hence yeah. the name, apparently. And uh, then there was another band that I, well, I, unfortunately, just by the name, and I, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but yeah. the name is almost like you're setting up yourself for for like complete <laughs> what do you call it when impl imploding, implosion imploding, the, the implosion with, when you name your band smack <laughs> what, <laughs> oh, what so, did that stand for what did s-m-a-c-k stand for uh, it uh, that's a good question i, I don't I, I don't. should probably ask the guy that was in smack then <laughs> <laughs> you think I would know that because I had that band for a year and a half. That was actually, Ryan, a really good band. We almost got signed to Island. Um, Nancy Walker over uh, at Island almost signed us. Um, the band, that was like, it was like a punk rock 
psychedelic furs meets the replacements and the goo goo dolls. That um, sounds like a killer band right there, dude. It was I would... really good, right? And it's I was really, really bummed when the thing imploded. It did and it did implode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it... uh, right after that, band broke up. I got the LA guns cake, so I was like, oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um and getting the LA Guns gig, how did that come about? Was it because, um, in that same sense of the story that I talk, how I got into candy was that I've I fit the suit. I had the the big hair. I, I wore yeah. a black leather jacket. I kind of you know looked like brothers of the guys that were in the band with Gilby and Jonathan and yeah. John. Yeah. And was that the same sort of situation with LA Guns? Because you do have. If, if someone put a little bit of each member of LA Guns and put it in a blender and just went and then they poured it out, they'd have a nice glass of Stacy David Blades, maybe. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, it's interesting how that came about because, you know, as far as like I uh, uh, loved LA Guns, you know, grew up on that. Um, but, you know, as far as that genre, I was super removed from it. So when it came into my lap, I, I, I kind of pondered it for a second. And I, I almost didn't, didn't take it. But a friend of mine, Kef uh, Ratcliffe, he was pivotal in that, making that happen. And he called me and he said, I don't know if you're interested, but LA Guns is looking for you know, a permanent guitar player. Because, um, uh, you know, uh, the other guy wasn't coming back so uh i was like ah i was like i thought about it for a second i'm like no i need to ex really explore this because if i don't overgrip so i met with phil and steve and um hit it off with them and then a week later i think we set up a time to play and uh, the chemistry was right out of the gate was there so so in, in, in many ways, you were replacing Tracy in, at that point? Uh, they had a couple. I think he'd been gone for almost a year at that point, I guess, or okay. six months. Uh, and they had a couple of guys in and out um, that were kind of feeling the bum. But they wanted somebody permanent. So I remember after five minutes of playing, Phil came over and hugged me. And so I was like, I yeah that, that's a good sign okay yeah so um it was great 10 years i mean uh you know we went everywhere we toured the world 10 times we made three uh studio amazing records with legendary late great producer andy johns who did uh zeppelin and van halen and you know, uh, Cinderella, Rod Stewart, Eddie Money. I mean, the guy was just, you know, he was such amazing. I became really uh, very close with him, too, which was, which was awesome. you, you and You and Phil. Yeah. Well, Eddie Johns, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I was really gutted, you know, when he passed away. He was only 61 when he died. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. So. Well, the thing is records with him was was really amazing experience that does yeah, seem like, because he's a you know he's a living legend and so there yeah. you guys are in the studio right now i feel yeah. that you know playing in la guns is sort of a rite of passage um 
you and I actually are LA Guns alumni. I, yes. I've, even even though I've only played one show with them, it still counts. It did. Right. It does count. I am in the history books, part of the legacy, proud to be a part of it. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, you know, did you ever play any shows with Tracy as a double guitar band? So that was so. OK, so that lineup didn't never existed in my no. mind. No. OK, so uh, Kelly Nichols, uh, he came, came back. He came. I was trying to get Kelly back in the band and he was kind of on the fence. Um, he's. he's He's in that in Steve's version now, but uh, he would come and play with us on stage and we do two or three songs. It was just really cool to have, you know, and Scotty would, would uh, play uh, second guitar when Kelly would come up and it, it just felt so cool that five piece thing with Kelly. Kelly's awesome, man. And um, there was that, that was as close as like to being like another original member in the band but um it, it didn't happen and did you and here's another thing did you ever ride in phil's van bubbles yes a, okay so therefore therefore you are officially officially indoctrinated into the la guns legacy if you if you know about the the van bubbles, bubbles yes <laughs> would you like to take a ride in bubbles <laughs> What's going on in there? My one, my one show that I played, it included a ride to the gig in bubbles. Like struggling it. over the hill, over the 101 pass in Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, I have one quick question for you. Is are you hearing me? Am I with my internet? Uh, Vic, I can see you backstage. Is it is it a thumbs up thing? Okay, good. Because I am in a hotel right now, folks. And if you are listening to us on the audio broadcast, you don't see that uh, once in a while we freeze up because that's the just the way the world we live in right now in 2022. <clears throat> Not everybody has uh, the greatest Wi-Fi in the world, but uh, Stacy David Blades has obviously paid for the uh, higher subscription rate of his Wi-Fi. It's working good. And here at this hotel, it's actually it quite nice today. Yeah, well, you know what? I I, I didn't opt for the uh, high-speed package, but you know what? This seems to be doing fine right now. And yeah. uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today to In the Trenches. It's um it's a big weekend for uh, both of us and bo both our bands, and we're going to talk a little bit about the current band and what's happening up. But first, we are going to take a quick little uh, commercial break. Everyone knows that I use this biodynamic uh, headphones and microphones and all this beautiful stuff to hear me, and so I can hear our guests, but you know what? I never get to talk about it because Vic just plays a button. He pushes a button and he plays them. But what do you want to play, Vic? You play whatever commercial you want with any of our sponsors and I'll hype it up afterwards. But we'll be back with part two with Stacey David Blades in just one second. Thank you. Hello, folks. Roxy here. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm very excited today to announce our newest sponsor, Biodynamic. They produce some of the industry's very best quality microphones and headphones, and that's why they're the perfect fit right here in the trenches. You're hearing my voice today through the great TG V70 microphone. This mic is perfect for any home studio, plus I get to use it on stage. I have paired the mic with the legendary Biodynamic Studio headphones, and they're called the DT770 Pros. These are amazing for analytical listening, truly the most authentic sound experience I've ever had. So whether it's listening to a podcast or one of your favorite albums, I definitely recommend these. Treat yourself right with Biodynamic Gear, the gold standard in high fidelity. Now, let's get back to the podcast. 
There you go. Well, there, welcome back to In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. We're sitting here with Stacy David Blades and uh, discussing lots of things, um, torturing uh, little people with uh, little kids with uh, paste and uh, yes. and rock bands that uh, could have, should have, would have, of course. Right. We've all been in those. And, yes, we have. Uh, but then currently we are both in bands right now. Um <sighs> You could call it a higher gun situation. You could call it um, a sideman, whatever you want to call it. You sort of call it replacement rock star in a sense. Now, is that is that is it's not supposed to be derogatory in a derogatory it's, sense, or is it, or is it? Uh, I don't know when that title kind of came to me. Um, you know, my, I've had an interesting career because it was like the two big bands that I was in, I replaced the original guy, but also made records with those bands. So with great producers. Like, yes. That, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a fine, it's like a double-edged sword run because it's like, you're always kind of in the shadows of that original guy's shoes. But at the same time, you make a name for yourself in that band by doing new music with them. Exactly. So, you, you, you felt like you've made a contribution to the band's history, to the band's legacy. And mm -hmm. of course, obviously one of the bands is LA Guns. What do you consider the other band that you feel that you, you, know, you stepped in as that replacement rock star and had a uh, pretty good impact with? Um, that was Rock's Gang too, uh, but things turned kind of strange for that band and uh, it was one of the reasons why I left. Um, but you know, I look fondly back on the records that I made with LA Guns, especially Tales from the Strip and, and Hollywood Forever, which were two phenomenal albums. Um, at the writing and the production and uh, the, the, the first one I did with LA Guns was a cover record. So that Rip, kinda... rips the rip, rips the covers off, mm -hmm. right? That was LA yeah. Guns rips the covers off. And then yeah. you actually ended up making five records with them because of a couple of albums yes. and then Tales from the Strip, Covered in Guns, Hollywood yeah. Forever, and LA yeah. Guns Live, uh, Loud and Dangerous, Live yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. But what is your what is your favorite work that you did on, on the LA Guns? Uh, definitely Era. Tales from the Strip. Yeah. Like yeah, that was a magical record. Um, it just sounds timeless, too. It doesn't sound, like, dated. Hollywood Forever was good. It's not... The band was kind of very fractured at that time, and we were all recording at separate times. And you can kind of... For me, it's like I don't have good memories of that record. Right. Uh, but Tales from the Strip was, like, just magical. It was, like, every note and every moment that we were in there together and making this incredible album. It's just, yeah. Isn't it cool when you, when you listen back to a record that you've been a part of and then you do bring back those really fond memories and you go, yeah, it was a good experience. Maybe at the time it seemed, oh man, this is tumultuous or this is a circus going on, but you look back on it and you go, yeah, I'm proud yeah. of all that work. Yeah. I have totally. a few of those albums. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, that's cool, man. Um, well, let's talk about 
our current situation because yeah. as I've told everybody here in the trenches and uh, thank you very much for tuning in and getting on to our YouTube official channel right now that you're watching us and you could be part of the live chat if you listen to us every single week but uh, we are going to be forging through with the in the trenches episodes because we are on tour with Alice Cooper so we're still going to be making it happen but guess what uh, Stacy David Blades is also uh, performing with his band and they have a nice little tour run we were joking before that uh anything more than one show these days constitutes a tour because we haven't played for so long and we're getting back out there and dipping our toe back into the touring world so let's hear all about crashing wayward because you have a big show that starts tomorrow how did this band come about and uh, how did you become a part of it yeah so um rewinding on that a little bit um Back in the beginning of 17, I had put this band together with this um, a guy from New Orleans who I'd done some session work with, a singer named um, uh, Paul. And uh, This would be Electric, re- ra- electric Radio yes. Kings, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so he wanted to do another uh, session, and it turned out really, really well that I was like, well, let's build a band around this because this, 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 this stuff is really, really good. So that's how that started. So I kind of handpicked um, the other guys in the band. Um, it was very uh, almost forced, but uh, we had some really good material. So we recorded an EP and on that EP where there was a song called Sympathy for Me. And Alice Cooper actually, um, Alice played it on his radio show. Very nice. Nights and, with Alice Cooper, right? Yes. And that kind of broke the doors open for the band. It was funny because he went through everybody in the band and he got to my name and he was like, he stopped and he was like, huh, I think <laughs> I know Stacy." <laughs> we'll see but then again you, you might have been confused it with with a, with a video title or maybe something that he had seen and we we shied away from that no but you know stacy blaze i think he definitely knows that because yeah, you know because we had he, hung out a bunch of times and you know we we had done shows with you guys um uh, uh quite a few times too so yeah and we'd all stay. And I remember back in the days, we would stay at that uh, hotel in uh, Vegas when you were doing a bit of a residency back then as well. And uh, we'd always hang out. So he, yeah, he was definitely in the orbit. Even though yeah. Alice doesn't come to the clubs, he's definitely has his finger on the pulse of what is going on. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we decided to finish a record after that because we got some steam going. And then uh that's we played a show at the hard rock um at vinyl and mike gillies who's our producer now but mike was metallica's uh studio engineer for 26 years so he saw us play and he was like wow he goes i want to work with you guys so he finished our record took over the production on it um and then we did another big radio campaign and we actually re did a version of uh, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Nice, nice. Really came out really good. Did a video for it, and we did a, like an eight-week radio campaign, and we actually broke the top 30 on Billboard Mainstream Rock. That's what this is, um, award is. 
and things were starting to happen and um we ended up signing with a company called mi5 which was a division of universal music group uh so they released the record we were about to sign a, a management deal with larry mazur who uh managed kiss lamb of god buck cherry um and that's your problem whole, right there. your problem right there is that you said Ma- mazar and not mazar see oh uh, see sorry, that's, that, that's where it happens he was like <laughs> screw you guys <laughs> there's egos involved baby these managers say you know it's mazar very mazar it's probably is mazar i have no yeah, idea yeah, about yeah. <laughs> uh and the, then the um you know the singer uh we played a huge show in houston and um he quit that night and the whole thing just went down the toilet. Um, kind of happens when singers quit. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it's usually the so way things go. The record, the record stiffed. Um, management deal never happened, and I was just like, "What? What just happened?" And I you're like, De- "You're like Demone, man. You're you're Demone in Fast Times at Ridgemont High." I, I woke up in a great mood. I don't know what happened. So I put the band back together, and all of a sudden. You know, the guys that are in uh, David and, and Carl and Pete and Sean all came in my life. Uh, Sean, not till later. So we, we started gigging as Electric Radio Kings. And then Pete was like, you know, he's like, Stace, this is not that band. It's like, it's time to let go of the life raft, man. You know, it's time to change the name of the band. And he, he was absolutely right. I was like, Pete, you're absolutely right, man. And that's how Crashing Wayward started. And then we completely went in a different direction musically. Um, so, so, we, so similar members, similar members, but, drummer, com- yeah. but, co- but completely different direction. And completely, yeah. The actual, um, the actual name title of the band, where was that sort of inspired from and come from? So, you know, through this conundrum of electric radio kings you know pete and i started thinking titles and uh and we're just like oh god you know how the process of that goes it's just brutal <laughs> and it just came to me and i said pete what do you think of crashing away where he goes that's the name and it was like kind of just this in crashing and moving forward and it it had meaning and substance um you know for everybody liked it you know and i was just like there's no debate this is the name of the band. This is what we're calling it. And everybody was like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> and things so, come together in February. Yeah. By February of 2021, you put out your first single, Breathe. Yep. Yes. And uh, again, working with a longtime producer uh, with Metallica Engineer. But now yep. at this t- at this point, he's your producer. He's your guy, uh, yep. Mike Gillies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. What's happening now, um, this weekend that is so special for everything that's going on with the band crashing? Yeah, so uh, we're just uh finishing our album, uh, we'll start mixing that soon, but we're gonna, I believe, split it into two or three different EPs, so we constantly have music coming out as opposed to throwing everything out at once, yeah. Give, give as many songs spotlight and yeah. uh, a chance you know to works, right? a chance to breathe. You got to give the songs a chance to breathe, right? No pun intended. <laughs> so uh, we did another last summer. We did another single and video for uh, a song called Disco Kills. But we recorded another 
11 or 12 songs. So the stuff is amazing. And we're going to be playing all the songs uh, Saturday night. And um, it's just really cool. The, the, there's so many different elements with this band, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's really unique. We don't sound like a lot of the other newer bands because we've got, you know, there's elements of David Bowie and the Cults and Stone Temple Pilots and the Killers and Soundgarden and maybe a little love of ro- love and rockets are in there. You never know. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a tiny bit, um, a sprinkle, a sprinkle. <laughs> so it, there's this amazing sound, and as a guitar player, you'll find this interesting too. That uh, David Harrison, our other guitar player, oh, he plays in a lot of alternate tunings. Um, that's cool. And all the songs. So between my guitar and his guitar parts, it's so unique sounding. You know, he'll play in like open E or dad gad, and I'm in like drop D. And, and you're pretty much consistent your guitar tuning and your sound. And uh, then you have, he, then he has more <clears throat> atmospheric and colorful yeah, type of parts. And the yeah. sounds and all the effects and stuff we use, it's really, really cool. You have very unique sounding so um and pete's just an amazing amazing singer you know he embodies um just so many styles from you know brian ferry to michael jackson to to chris cornell to scott wyland to david bowie so he's just a very strong presence you know well, we're going to be talking a little bit about more about the actual gig and what it's for, um, and if, our, if there are tickets still available, and just yes. a little bit and letting our people, uh, uh, speaking about that, and letting people who have uh, submitted questions in uh, before this podcast started. So uh, we'll, we'll take off on that in one second, but just a few more questions, and maybe yeah. I'll go a little bit off the beaten path, because obviously yeah. we're both guitar players. I, I want to obviously get into the guitar, but I want to mm-hmm. get into some other stuff too. We have a lot of similarities, not just the one gig and that yeah. I played with LA guns and you yeah. played 10 years, sort of the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the, 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 the other thing is I'm very proud. And of course my wife is going to watch this and she's going to go get all up, up, up and in. She's going to have a tizzy, but I didn't yeah. really write this question, but I am proud to yeah. be a pub, a published chef, but is it true that you have had a recipe published as well. Yeah, so there was a great fact. Book. Yes, there was a great, I wouldn't call myself a chef by any stretch. Oh, please do, publish chef. Is it in a book? If it's in a book, it's, if in, it's a in a book. book. It's called uh, Rock for Autism. Uh, yes, Rock and Recipes for Autism. And we're very uh, honored to be part of this book. And I just, uh, I love tacos, so I make these great cilantro lime uh, ground turkey tacos. That um, sounds good right now. So yeah, there you um, go. That's that was like I think I got to throw that recipe out, you know, because it's it's really they're they're, they're quite good, you know, um, and it's very specific. You have to make it a certain way. Um, so. I have that same recipe with my with my chaka corn. I, I can tell this. I think I tell the story way too many times of chaka corn, but uh, I'm not going to anymore. So if you want to hear the story of chaka corn, you're going to have to go to past episodes. I'm not going to divulge it here on the Stacy David Blades. I, it's just an amount of respect. It's what it's what published chefs do to each other. We give right. each other that respect. So I'm giving you your platform to talk about your tacos and your cilantro tacos, of course. Um, but besides cooking, what hobbies do you enjoy when you're not oh, on the road? 
Peter, <laughs> my singers, he's, he's, uh, he lives in San Diego, but he's, he's just bought a house here and he's downstairs and he just, Stacy makes great egg sandwiches. <laughs> I just had one. <laughs> you, you know, there's some dude right now that just wants to hear about guitars and, t- and like what gauge strings we're using and what yeah. sort of like, you know, frequencies are the best for a guitar solo. <laughs> and then we're like, well, egg sandwiches are good that you do there. <laughs> <laughs> they just had one. <laughs> All right. So apparently egg sandwiches. But do you have any other hobbies uh other than guitar, uh cooking when you're not on the road? Um you, you know, it's like I music takes up so much more of my time. I'm also a music teacher. Um, so I have oh, okay. a teaching uh, a teaching business uh that's very uh really fantastic I have a staple of uh, great students and I love teaching I've been I've, I've taught guitar for since the 90s actually so is um, it is it is it basically um is it personal one-on-one or is it more online stuff well it's a mixture of both so I have uh students that are here in town and then I also have online students that uh, are in like Wisconsin New Jersey uh, North Dakota um, Nebraska. So it's a, it's a nice blend of both. So that's nice. Well, we actually yeah. have one of our backs. Uh, we have actually have one of our guitar students that, uh, practices the system 12 oh. is sitting backstage. Kina, um, she's just hanging out. I know she's not going to come on. I'm not going to bring you on Kina, but she's got her guitar in her hand. So she, she's definitely one that would want to, uh, nice. uh probably have some guitar questions and stuff. I'm not going to yeah. bring you on embarrass you or anything like that, Kina, but, uh, she is, yeah, She's been learning a really good student. Isn't it amazing when you have um, that, that sense Thank of you. accomplishment when you can um, that sense of accomplishment when you can teach someone something, they learn yeah. it, and then they go on to do even greater stuff beyond yeah. what you've taught them. Totally. Like I've got this uh, young student. He's, he's 15, 16. He's, uh, he's Asian. He's only playing for two years. I've been teaching him. And this kid's already playing in like freestyling in Lydian mode or Mixolydian or Dorian. And I just taught him like a harmonic minor scales. He's like, okay, I think I got this. He literally tilted his head back after like 45 minutes. They closed his eyes and totally played in every position over this backing track. And my jaw was on the floor. He's been playing for two years. No, that's that that's visualization at its best, man. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I love seeing that, um, you know, and everybody's different. I have beginners, intermediate, advanced, so everybody's different. But it's it brings me a joy to see that joy when everything starts clicking for that said student. And then that smile on their face happens. Yeah, that sense. We, of, we went through it too, right? You know? Yeah. That, well, when, when, when the sort of, when those windows open in your eyes and you go, oh my God, it isn't that hard. I get it. I see it. It's almost like figure, figuring out the matrix in a way. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you can just do a Keanu Reeves, whoa, or something yeah. like that. Because we, we, whoa. But the thing is, you, um, I know Kung Fu. The thing is, you and I are very similar in many ways, and we should actually talk about this more in the future with, because I have my system 12 guitar method, the name of your guitar method and your guitar class. What is that called? Um, this is the Stacy David blades school for I this thing kids called that, Stacey rock Academy, but it's like, I kind of ditched that. I was just saying, you know, um, so I really, I, you know, I don't have it like 
anything really for that. But uh, time to start. Time to start brainstorming. Uh, you came out with you know crashing wayward. <laughs> you can come up with another one. I mean, I was just I was just thinking at it because on the plane ride over from from Europe, I watched Zoolander, and it was like you can always have the do- Derek Zoolander school for kids that can't read good. <laughs> I get the Ryan Roxy school for guitarist that can't play yeah. good yeah <laughs> i love it we will well, help you <laughs> well here we go we are gonna you know what it's all about the people it's always yeah. about the people whether you're part of the stacy david blades yeah. uh rock academy or you're part of the system 12 guitar method um it's all about the people and now it's yep. time to let the people speak what do you say there? So here we go. We are sitting here in the trenches uh, with David Stacy David Blades. How many times? Stace. Have, yeah, you just call I, me Stace. All right, I do. You know, but I, I like this three name thing because I, yeah. you know, I say I feel like I'm hanging out with C. Thomas Howell. Or, you know, like name three, three name guys. There's not a lot of rock and rollers that are three name guys, right? Or yeah. maybe da- David St. James. That's that sounds yes. like one. Right. You know, Troy but, Patrick Farrell. <clears throat> Troy Patrick Farrell. Well, I just I always just say drunk Jennifer Aniston, which is three words, too. You know, <laughs> but OK, um, let me ask you this. Guitarist to guitarist. Now we're going to start talking a little bit of guitars. OK, I know yeah, okay, people cool. are going to speak. But uh, people are going to speak. But I want to ask this one, one yes. questions. Uh, how many times has someone mistaken you, Stacy Blades, for AC Slade? Never happened. No, I always I always got Nikki Six. No, no, I'm not talking about aesthetic wise. I'm just saying oh, the name. Oh. You know, no, dude, you got surprisingly. Okay. <clears throat> No, you no. are you are a a science experiment of of every member of LA Guns. You know you got you know Kelly Nichols earlobe and you got <laughs> Phil's chin, but you got Nikki Sixes. You know you got nice hairline. You got you know you good looking guy. So I, I I get all those things. I, I love it. We we come from the uh, the the black azure dye our hair black you know, eighties yeah. sort of thing. We, we were talking early before questions came up about, you know, the album covers that we looked at. And I think a yes, lot of them were the same Hanoi rocks records, uh, Rolling Stones records, yeah. any other album covers that stick out to you as far as imagery? You know, I, uh, for me, it was kind of a combination. And I think that's why, you know, my, my singer, Peter, son and Pat, and I have such a great synergy and chemistry. It's like, we, are really both into 80s new wave. And so pick a band. Know, oh, Duran Duran. Perfect. That's a great band to pick. Yeah. You know, they, all you got to they, they were that band that every rock band was go, you know what? They're Let's cool. Take a little cool. of that. Let's take a little of that. Um, you know, so I think it was it was a combination of a lot of things. I was just was didn't like I want to model myself after Judas Priest or, you know, it was never that. It was like, I took things from different bands, like a little, you know, from the Aerosmith and the New York Dolls and like early Motley Crue. But then I loved like bands like, you know, early U2 and Duran Duran and the Motels. 
Uh, good reference, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, that's kind of where I get all my style from, you know. People think I'm this, like, grandiose, you know, hard rock, sunset strip guy, and I'm, I'm really not. No, you know, no. I, I, I love, um, you know, alternative music and, and new wave music from that era. Straight ahead um, pop, too, it sounds like. Yeah, some, some really, yeah. like, like commercial pop. Um, yeah, but I love Judas Priest, too, at the same time, so and Ozzy and all that stuff. So it's like, I kind of just, I put that all in a pot and I stir it up, you know, especially as a writer. It's kind I of, love it. Well, yeah. I, I say a lot of times that as guitarists, uh, we usually play the same guitar that our guitar heroes played. Um, does that hold true with you? Do you play, what sort of is your go-to guitar? And is it because <clears throat> of someone that you looked up to uh, when you were first learning guitar? Yeah, so, you know, I have my staples from, as I'm sure uh, you, you do as well, right? Because they'll stick with us when we're, we're learning to play as a young age. And, and that would have been Neil Sean and Alex Lifeson, uh, Randy Rhodes. Um, those were kind of staples for me and Jimmy Page and Hendrix as a young player. As, you know, when the 80s exploded, of course, the era of the guitar got. So we were all kind of in by that by your George Lynch's and your Warren D. Martinis and um, um, a lot of those guys but that I kind of left that guitar playing behind as the 90s came into fold and for me um, it was uh, in the 90s was Dean DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots who's still today one of my one of my favorite favorite players because he's got this kind of jazziness He's a great rock player too, but he throws in like these kind of jazzy modes and very glassy movements. And I just eat that up with a spoon. I love that, you know. I love it. Yeah. So well, I've been I've been asking more questions when it was time for let the people speak. So now it is finally time for letting the people speak. Our first question is going to be from Kathy Grant. Uh, Kathy Grant underscore reignite. Um, great podcast that she has going out. Um, and I was just on it uh, last week. So if you want to go check out an episode yeah. of uh, reignite, go check it out. And I'm sure you're going to uh, be on it as well if you haven't already. Um, what is your connection with the Vegas Shepherds Rescue? And uh, you have a fundraiser on Saturday, which we were talking about the gig with crashing rayward wayward yep. um are ticks still available tell us all about it yes yeah, so the there's a girl a uh, wonderful uh, a woman named julie Pyle, and she is the promoter for the show so she wanted to tie in a great uh, cause for the show as well and that's where the vegas shepherd rescue comes in um so it's just a, a great night, and uh, it's going to be an awesome show. And uh, there's tickets still available. You can get them ahead of time or at the door, but they're, uh, the show's starting to really sell. So uh, I'd say get them through event Right now. Yeah, go out right now. All right, and that is this Saturday. And um, <clears throat> what exactly is Vegas Shepherds? I, I got a little lost in that. Uh, it's a uh, dog rescue um Obviously, love. shepherds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Pomeranians are just kicked I to think the curb. It's just, what just German shepherds. I think it's just strictly German shepherd rescue. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Pomeranians, you're shit out of luck. All right. Mm -hmm. This is not your weekend. Stay no. away. Let the Although shepherds the have it. <laughs> and um, also, 
the next question we have from at Julio uh, Anyandel. I'm so bad with putting handles together and actually pronouncing yeah. them. Um, how was the shoot for the Disco Kills video in Los Angeles? Because you were talking a little bit earlier about that. Um, was that Crashing Wayward that you did that video with? Yeah, that was our second single, um, which we actually won Classic Rock UK's Track of the Week. We won. Nice. Uh, that was stiff competition, boy. The, our fans <laughs> were voting, 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 voting. We won just a little bit. my teeth. But uh, that was a nice. A hell of a um, week. Yeah, that was a hell of a week. That was really cool to, to, to be able to use that in press and stuff. So we're grateful for that. But yeah, we shot that in South LA. And we shot it at a place called the Masonic Ballroom, and which you see right there. That was a kind of in between still. Uh, it's like, uh, okay, action. Um, the place was from the 1930s. So it had this, you could tell by, you know, the way the ceilings were and like the architecture, like they probably had these badass parties in the forties and stuff like, Jennifer. Oh, there was definitely some sort of uh, prohibition speakeasy oh, yeah. vibe going down. Yeah, yeah. It was, you could just sense it in this building. And, um, that was a pretty tough shoot. We started call time was 8 AM and the video director was like, okay, performance, all the performance stuff, 8 30. So let's roll. And it's like trying to rock out at 8 30 AM after getting up at 6 AM. It's not easy. <laughs> but we can go check that out now on your yeah. official YouTube channel as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But the video came out great, and we had this kind of uh, Reservoir Dogs kind of thing where we just, like, we kidnapped Pete, we interrogated him, we beat him up. And it was really dumb. Poor Pete. He had to endure, like, I mean, literally, like, three or four hours, you know, and they made him up to, like, look like he had all bloody face and stuff, and the director was like, no, you got to make it real. Like, grab the back of his head and fucking shake him. And like, we're like, well, really? And they're like, <laughs> do it. Just do it. And he endured this, like, this, like, interrogation beat-ups for, like, three or four hours. It was, like, being smacked in the back of the wall. And he's like, can you not push me so hard? There's a, can somebody remove the nail out of the wall? Because I think it just nailed the back of my neck. Dude, method actor. You have to add that to you have to add that to the whole list of credits. Yeah. Publish chef, yeah. uh, method actor, and uh, actually a great answer of all in the trenches questions from the people because we do have one more. Um, this is from uh, podcast favorite Joey. We know him as Jorn Kleinhans. Uh, he goes, "Hi, Stacy. Um, Tales from the Strip is my favorite LA Guns album as well. Uh, your guitar work there is creative and spectacular. Yeah. Overall." Uh, what song on that album do you consider your best work? Gosh, there's so many cool things on that. Um, I love uh, the guitar work in um, Electric Neon Sunset, uh, Skin. I think my favorite is uh, Vampire because I, I wanted to do this David Gilmore, who's a big influence on me too this complete comfortably numb type yeah. solo on that song. And I, I used the 62 telly on it and it's one of my favorite solos. Cause it's just so moving and emotional. I really, really, I spent weeks crafting this thing and I, I think I, I nailed it. I'm pretty proud of that solo. So 
that that one definitely stands out. And it's there forever. Yeah, that's that's the cool yeah. thing. It's, it 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 doesn't go away. And that's your that's your solo. That's your stamp. Um, there it is. Thank you for answering that question. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Do you have like as far as guitars themselves? Do you play the right guitar for the right song, or do you have a specific guitar that you go for? Definitely. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up as 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 a guitar player too. I'm sure you think that same way um you know there's like it just comes to you like i um <clears throat> i just got this awesome uh telly made for me from um a guy named keith horn who was actually the other guitar player in electric radio kings he has a fantastic guitar company called marvin guitars he, he's a luther luthier as well huh yeah okay. and he made this telly for me man it's so dope um, nice. it's something I feel of. It's got really glassy, like kind of airy movements on like telly, you know, yeah. or if it's just kind of more of a, you know, a, just balls out. It's, you know, less ball. I had a, a great company from uh, South America, Pardo, uh, made a replica of the Anders, Andy Summers, uh, telly for oh, me, wow. which, and, and, and I have that on the new tour as well. And Ooh, nice. Something cool, though, also is, uh, uh, you know, that Billy Rowe plays in Buck Cherry. And uh, Billy Rowe has a company called Rock and Roll Relics. Love him. And uh, I I play that was part of his company. Yeah, that's his that's his baby. And I'm playing a uh, his his own original design called a revenge and that's, and we call it the Roxy's revenge. And I'm playing that out out on this tour. And the cool thing about it is starting tomorrow folks on the Alice Cooper tour, uh, we will have Buck Cherry as our support act. And so it'll be Buck Cherry and Alice Cooper heading your way. If you're coming to any of the shows on the Alice Cooper tour and you can check out any of those dates that are right there. It's much easier to go on to ryanroxy.com and just hit the tour uh, button right there. Cause we have them all set up for you. But of course, uh, you know, Stacy is playing Stace as I know it now. See Stace is playing uh, over the weekend. He's got, uh, tour dates right now i mean like i said over one gig you can have one leg two leg three he's got a four leg tour right now that's what we're gonna say it is and um he's got gigs uh coming up right now with crashing wayward you can check that out there and here is a good way to uh find out or what is the best way for people to find out all about uh crashing wayward and find out about uh, stacy david blades uh, please tell the people uh, that are listening to us on audio. Yeah. So uh, again, um, Instagram, it's just crashing wayward Our Facebook page, same thing. And uh, our uh, YouTube channel, we have a great YouTube channel, uh, which is under crashing wayward. And uh, also feel free to be part of the crashing wayward family at crashing wayward.com. Sign up for uh, our website and, um, a great web- website and um you can reach me through facebook instagram and youtube as well so if you're interested as well in, in in guitar and your guitar academy as well that's the best ways to get in touch with you as well you, you're you're, just, you're pretty like uh t- i want to point out guy. something uh just because i see it right now as 11 11 11 yeah um and you probably remember my wife, Paula, um, she's happy. She very tragically passed away last year from COVID. Oh, man, and, I'm sorry to hear that. 
So her birthday is 11-11. So when I saw that, I'm like, ah, peace this. Is it, is it is it sort of a synchronicity thing? You know, it's maybe maybe it's a little sign like, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm having it. I'm I'm uh, I'm around somewhere in the ethers and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us as well, and thank you for sharing your time. You know, um, I really appreciate it. Um, I Absolutely. do have pleasure to be here. I have uh, kind of a story, another guitar-related question. Um, we could obviously, as guitarists, we could go down that rabbit hole of what gear you yeah. like, your go-to amps and go-to guitars. Um, yeah. It was interesting. You were saying you know you play the right guitar for the right solo, and you you sort of you pick out certain guitars for certain types of things. Um, yeah. What do you feel about amps? Is there a go-to amplifier that you are now currently yeah. playing? Uh, you know, back in the mid 2000s, uh, I was endorsed with uh, Crate with St. Louis Music Group, and they made these great uh, tube amps that I found out that Eddie Van Halen was originally involved in, and that's the Blue Voodoo 120s. Uh -huh, and, yeah. uh, I have a bunch of those, and they still sound so good. So um, I run those in stereo, um, 100 watt heads. And then, um, but I've been thinking about a lot of amps lately. It's just like, I need to get, I need, instead of buying more guitars, more guitars, I need to start. <laughs> well, we have a little section that we like to call the one that get, that got away. And yeah. uh, again, this is, this is for uh, the late, the great uh, Stanley Gable who came up with this idea and he sent it in and we, uh, as a tribute to him, um, sort of still do this question ask our guests and we have a little bit of animation to go with it as well i feel so the one that got away <laughs> and this one is about a piece of gear Maybe it was an effect maybe it was an amplifier that we've been talking about maybe it was a guitar but something that you wish you still had and maybe it was lost stolen or you you just had to sell it because you were falling on hard times but what is that uh one that got away for you it was my first electric guitar which was the old ibanez les paul copy <laughs> oh and why did i sell it when i was like you know because you know when they mid 80s kicked in you had to have the, the hockey the stick yeah the hockey stick i'm like why did i get a guitar oh man that was it, the one way is it somewhere floating around in canada or is it floating around in in the states it's in canada yeah who yeah. knows what happened to that guitar yeah Huh? Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, Ibanez, I think Ibanez, you can thank for uh, kicking Gibson in the ass and starting to make really good guitars again. Because when really? I remember when Ibanez came up with those replica flying bees and ex Explorer, yeah, yeah they, they called it the Destroyer, but it was a rep, basically a replica of an Explorer, replica yes. of the V. Those guitars actually played better than the, the Gibsons they were selling during that day. So then that inspired Gibson in a way to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one I had was kind of like, a, like it was, it wasn't a cherry sunburst. It was like more of a kind of maroon Red line. The cream pickups in it. it was freaking great guitar. And, um, 
Oh God, I I so regret that. I I still think about that guitar. <laughs> well, damn it. I don't want to bring I don't want to bring up two bad memories, but maybe we'll find it. Maybe through the help of our in the trenches live chat, try and help uh, Stacy David yeah. Blades guitar. If you do see a replica of, because there are a lot of uh, guitar enthusiasts that uh, watch the podcast, and uh, yeah. they can put a lookout for this Ibanez. Um, it's an Ibanez Les Paul copy. I like yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. and uh, what do you call? You wouldn't call it a copy. You just call it a replica. I guess this is yeah, a replica. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of guitar players, uh, next week on In the Trenches, we are going to have another guitar player on that uh, has, again, fits the bill uh, when we have, when we say In the Trenches, we're talking about the one, the only Mr. Damon Johnson right there. That'll be next week on In the Trenches. Again, check out the uh, right time. Um, I got to make sure that uh, we got to check and see because we're on this weird um we're in this weird gap between Europe and the States right now. So thank you for coming on an hour later here so we could keep the time in Europe the same. Sure. Um, oh, cool. yeah. No yeah, it's a weird daylight savings time thing. And now they're trying to say that uh, they might start do away with daylight savings times altogether. So, you know, just another thing to be controversial in today's world. And we do our part here in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man um what I mean, we're gonna head out into the highway just a little bit but again one uh last thing to talk about i guess would be uh thanks again for for uh supporting the roxy's all access yeah, so happy get on the show uh and uh, catch up with you and uh, see i think the last time i saw you was we when you guys did that jam, did that jam thing at sls casino yeah yeah, that's when we uh, we when you were you guys were doing sort of a residency there, right? Uh, no, they were trying to do that after that night, and uh, but I remember that night was fun because it was like open bar, which <laughs> <laughs> proved to be deadly. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun night, and um, that was probably gosh, man, time is flying. I'd say that's already three or four. That was four years ago. Now, do, do you make it, because being that Las Vegas is your home turf, do you make it out to Los Angeles all that much? Uh, do you make it back out there? Or do you make it uh, up to Canada all that often? Or is it basically spending a lot of time in Vegas? Um, you know, I, I go back to L.A. at least maybe two or three times a year. And then Toronto, I need to start doing that. Uh, last time I was there was 19, uh, fall of 19. But um Right. Yeah, I love going up there, you know. But I need to go work. You know. Well, crashing wayward. When we when can we look forward to uh, the actual um, uh, album coming out and or, or the EPs that you have in, in mm -hmm. the works? Um, do you have any sort of release schedule for that, or are you just going to be uh, uh, sliding yeah, out singles? We're, yeah, we're hoping uh, you know May that we're going to do our our new single "Stranger Days," which is a really strong song. Um, it's kind of got an ELO vibe to it kind of nice man yeah yeah it's really good uh we're good. gonna do that as the next single in video so we're hoping to have that done Jeff Lynn, ELO, such a, again, I wouldn't say underrated, but I think a lot of people don't uh, mention them as much as they should. Because, because like when someone says you're underrated, that means that they don't give you the uh, uh, accolades and achievement. Whenever you say ELO, everyone that has heard them goes, Oh my God, best band ever. I, you yeah. know, you, you, they always give them the credit, but I just don't think they're mentioned as much as, as some uh, of those other bands. 
So yeah. love that. Yeah. And love the fact that you're uh, um, getting out a single there that has that yeah. sort of vibe. So we'll release, uh, you know, hopefully that first EP uh, definitely before summer. Uh, we'll, we'll just, we need to get on it and get, get this going. Um, so, and you got gigs for the next couple, you got the gigs for, for the next few weeks, you got some yeah. uh, shows coming up and you got this thing with the shepherds. Um, I'm sorry, one more time with the, at the, uh, shepherd rescue, yeah. the shepherd rescue. Yes. So Our again, name. and we're going to have some more shows. Uh, we're going to book uh, over the summer and fall. So uh, we'll keep moving forward. And um, yeah, just the, 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 there's a good buzz going on the band right now. So um, I love it. Just keep uh, keep moving forward and uh, and um, yeah yeah yeah. Same are- I, hopefully, both our, our our paths cross at one point. Yes. Um, everybody else that's out there and been in the chat, um, we'll put those uh, contact informations up for you one last time, Vic, if you can, and uh, make sure you go follow. Uh, Stace and uh, his band Crashing Wayward, as well as all these posts that we are putting up, all these uh, links as well. And if you are interested in our own little Roxy's All Excess Pass, uh, which you've been sitting uh, and have, thank you to having uh, Kina backstage and Mark backstage. Thanks for being part of it. We'll have more people backstage as we uh, continue to sort of document back all the things that are going on with this Alice Cooper tour. We're going to be out there. Uh, the next few months uh, somewhere uh, oh, Canada, I want to share US. before I go uh, Ryan my Alice Cooper stories oh um, cool I have a whole section on that my whole section before I left was make sure you ask Stacy Blades about his connection with Alice so I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because it was well, perfect time actually my that Christmas pudding in December of 12 that was actually my very last show with LA Gun um, so it was great to go out on a high note, but I remember in the summertime, we played with you guys in Sweden at a festival. And that's when I first met Alice. And, uh, I think I, we either went to you or Chuck and we were like, Hey, you know, Scotty and I want to meet Alice, man. Can you hook that up? And he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'll take care of you guys. So uh, I can't remember your tour management, but like Alice, we'll see you now. And we were like, okay. yeah, so, <laughs> you know, and, um, we went backstage and it was just him and we were like, he was he's such a great guy, man. And it was just like so cool. And then that's when he asked us to do Christmas pudding. You know, he's like, what are you guys doing in December? And we were like, nothing. I was expecting him to say like, how would you like to mow my lawn? <laughs> and we would have been like, yeah, totally, man. Oh, dude. The minute you said your name was Stacy Blades, you know, yeah. the, the, the bells hit off with him. He goes, I know this guy yeah i yeah. know this guy i so, know that um, scarf i know that scarf yeah <laughs> so um, so what, what what do you remember it was it uh it might have been sweden rock or it might have been up in yeah, it was, i'm not um, sure i can't remember the name uh guy guys had it was such a a cool show because that they uh, allowed us to watch you guys from the side of the stage and i know exactly what show awesome. it was yeah, yeah I, I, it was it was not neither Sweden Rock or up in Yavle because we're actually playing Yavle a little bit later um, on the European tour. But it was somewhere in the middle and it was called, oh, God, something rock. Uh, Skolska Rock or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that was it. I think something like that. Yeah. Skolska yeah, Rock. Sure. I know. Uh, if it, yeah, even it if it's great. not, we're going to act like it is. <laughs> 
But I remember like well, the day we came in the day before to do sound check for the show, and you guys were just finishing up, and I was standing kind of behind the curtains a little bit, and you guys finished, and Alice like saw me. He goes, "Ah, the got LA Guns guys are here," and he came over and he hugged me, and I was like, "Oh my god, Alice Cooper just hugged me." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, apparently Alice Cooper just hugs members of LA Guns. It's what random. That's the only band that he'll hug. Anybody yeah. else, you know, he doesn't like to be touched. But if you if you're Alice Cooper, if you're LA Guns and any sort of LA Guns alumni, he's a hugger. That's what and so the, a couple of years later, I had this all star band called Let It Rock, and we were doing the after party when you guys were touring with Motley Crue, we were playing Sioux Falls. You guys were at the arena. We were at the Hard Rock Casino right across the street. Um, that's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, that would have been year with that. Have been. What? But I remember so what? sound checking and, and Tommy came in and said hi. And he goes, oh, Alice and Cheryl are in the, the restaurant. So come in and say hi. And I remember Paula was with me. And uh, she's, she was a huge Alice Cooper fan. And so we went into the restaurant and I thought, oh, Alice won't remember me. You know, he only met me a few times. And he saw me, he's like, hey, Stace, how's it going? And I was just like, I was blown away by that. I'm like, wow. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, now, he remembered you more than all the bands that you've you don't even remember all the bands that you've been in i don't think like and he remembers your name uh yeah. was let it rock was angels in vain before or after because that was another soup type of super group as well right yeah and that never that never materialized i mean that we didn't even do a show i think we had one rehearsal it just it just didn't happen um, it was you, a you made a photo shoot you definitely had a photo we made a photo shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a couple of singles. It was a really cool band. It would, would, would have been great if it had gone through. Um, but um, yeah, Let It Rock uh, was uh, together for quite a few years. And we did a lot of really actually quite quite good shows with that. Uh, that was a lot, a lot of fun. Great players in that band. It was monster musicians. Uh, just, two, three. There's just two, three named players. And go put that thing up there. Oh, there's yeah. the Jamie St. James. Jamie St. James. Jimmy Deanna, just ripping drummer. Um, Sean McNabb, amazing, amazing bass player. Um, and uh, it was just a powerhouse, musically powerhouse. It was a lot of fun. Um, Jamie St. James from Black and Blue, baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it, hold on to 18. One of my favorites, man. <laughs> That's right. There's no doubt about so it. So getting back to the, the restaurant of the Hard Rock, this is funny because, um, you know, Paula was literally shaking. And um, so Alice and Cheryl got up. I said, Alice, this is my fiance, Paula. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, almost had tears in her eyes. And he's like, nice to meet you. <laughs> but Cheryl, I mean, come on. Cheryl's really good with that kind of stuff. She's, she's very sweet with stuff. Because yeah. she's seen it. Because a lot of times the music has impacted someone's life in, in, a, in a great positive way, but it gets a little bit overwhelming. I've seen it all the time. And then, you know, then sometimes I see the exact opposite where we'll, we'll walk into some place and uh, people have no idea who we are. Yeah. And uh <laughs> And the, 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 that one person, yeah, that one. No, no, it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. We're, we're in a golf now. I'm Alice Cooper. Never yeah. heard of her. Is she supposed to be here? Yeah. And it's like, what? 
Come on now. There's got to be some sort of balance between that. (laughs) But that, you know, at this point, that rarely ever happens. Um, Alice is that household name. Alice is that a band, that event that you have to see uh, once before uh, he decides to ride off into the sunset and not tour anymore. Uh, We are not hoping that that's happened. We have no plans of that. We have plans of just came doubling down. In fact, this tour, we're doing more shows uh, per week than we have oh, well, in a bunch cool. of years. We're doing a lot. I've seen so many three in a rows and uh, yeah, right. we're, 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 we're hitting it, man. And we'll be out I there with we Buck Chair. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, one day. Maybe one day. Maybe, uh, maybe someday. Maybe Sunday. Maybe Monday. Maybe never. Tell Tuesday. There's another band that I like. Uh, oh, I like Tuesday too. That first <laughs> record's great. Voices carry. Amy Mann. Very love in a vacuum. <laughs> looking over my shoulder. The minute you said the motels, dude, I you we're gonna oh, open up on uh, on girl pop, dude. You you want to go? Had such a crush on Martha Davis. Oh my God, I was in love with her. Man. Really? See, I like the more indie girl indie girls from uh that that Romeo Void from it. Yes, I might yeah. like it better if we slept together. That's um, cool. There's a bunch of, I mean, we can go down on the next episode or one time, or maybe just you and I, when we're hanging out next time yeah. in Vegas, we can just have a, a girl pop powwow sort of yeah. thing. And yeah. uh, I, I'm going to get everybody back and send them all the way uh, down the road until next week, because our guest next week will be the one, the only, everybody's friend, Damon Johnson. In fact, everybody loves Damon. That's the, used to be the, the saying that we would do out on the road. But guess what? We've had... One of your new favorites, uh, Stacy David. God damn it, <laughs> Stacy David Blades. I got my. I almost said Stacy David Johnson because yeah, I got Jamie Johnson. St. Johnson. Dwayne Johnson's always been next week. What? I'm Ryan Roxy. Oh man, hey, because you said uh, so many great things about. Um, inspiring things about playing the guitar um yeah. you have anything inspiring to uh let our listeners uh go off with and ponder any words that you live by any sort of life advice that you've been given that helped you out you know life is short because i uh, you know when paula died last year it, you know she had caught covid within seven days she was she she was dead wow so wow um so that. you know uh and then one of our cats, he caught it from her and he died two weeks later. So anything can happen. Enjoy your life. Be kind to each other. Be graceful. Just just go after what you want. Life is so short and precious that there's something you're on the fence about that you don't think you can do. Just do it. Do it. I mean, I chased my dreams and I'm just a kid that grew up in West End, Toronto. And you know, I, I've done things that I only dreamed about. So you, you got to go after what you want. And if that's my advice to live your life, just do what makes you happy, you know, and just be the best you you can be. Um, Thank you very much, Stace, for uh, sharing your time, sharing your thoughts, sharing thank you. your heart, and Pleasure putting it out there. Have some much. have some great shows, man, this, we- yeah, this weekend. Yeah, you too. Uh, well, guys crashing wayward. 
See y'all in Vegas, and I'll tell the uh, Buckcherry guys y'all said hi as well. Alice yeah. Cooper will be on tour. Um, everybody, we were just kicking off this tour tonight. Uh, Stacy is kicking off his tour tomorrow night. So spread the word, spread the love, and until next time, enjoy the ride. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back.